Hey, I'm Dustin. And I'm international style boy Steve. That's right. Welcome back to the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast, the finest phototainment in the world. We are an irreverent look at photography. This podcast, like aspirin, will help you recover from your wedding hangover. Dustin, the one thing I don't think we're talking about enough right now, and I mean right now, in the midst Mm -hmm. of the COVID-19 pandemic, when everybody Mm -hmm. has to wear masks, but in America, it is also summertime and everybody has sunglasses on. The one thing we're not talking about enough right now, how much easier would it be to weekend at Bernie's someone? Uh, Bernie's no longer running for president, Steve. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Dustin, do you know what Weekend at Bernie's is? Yeah, Steve. It's where you go around on the weekend and you pass out Bernie flyers for president. <laughs> and you say, hey, vote for Bernie if you want radical change in our country. Um, clean up the swamp. You know, climate change, <laughs> free health care for all. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad we got to start this one off on a political note um, because I forgot that you're much younger than me. So you probably don't know about the 80s classic Weekend at Bernie's. Where they crash a guy's house and he dies and they dress him up with Ray Bans and. Dad, now now, now we're talking, baby. Now we're talking. Think about it. Uh, That whole movie, it's like they got to keep his mouth shut and all this other stuff. You know, you got a mask on. You don't have to worry about that mouth flopping open. You know, you throw the Ray-Bans on. You you throw throw the hats on. You're all good. You're rolling out, man. Oh, gosh. (laughs) For listeners, um, Dustin just spent like the last five minutes of this podcast, and we're only two minutes in, I know, struggling to get the cork out of a bottle so he could pour himself a drink of, uh, I don't know. Uh, I guess we're heading into our next segment. Dustin, what are you drinking? Steven. Steven Van Elk. I am drinking a great Indiana wine for a great Indiana man like me. Steve, I mean Dustin McKibben. Um, No, we went to a winery for my sister's birthday on Friday because we didn't think that it was safe to really go anywhere else. And um, (laughs) You're right. A place where they serve alcohol is the safest place to go. Well, it's like one of those wineries where it's like incredibly spread out. And so we just brought our own chairs and sat out in the middle of the winery and drank wine. That sounds nice. Right, right in the middle of the yeah. vines? Right in the middle of the vines. And it was like 95 degrees out and we had no shade and uh, we were melting. We were melting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, if one of you had died, you could have just thrown a mask on them and walked them right out, you know? <laughs> I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> just something to think about. You know, you don't have to worry. Like, think about it. You're out on a shoot with mm-hmm. uh, your your wife, I guess, and she dies on the shoot. You don't want the couple to feel awkward, so you just weaken that Bernie sir through the rest of the shoot. That's why I keep a mask with me that has sunglasses attached to it. <laughs> and a fishing hat on top, right? Mm-hmm. Really complete the look. Oh, yeah. Dustin, tonight I am drinking a Yellowstone bourbon. It's been a week, man. Ooh. It's been a week. You need more than just beer tonight, baby. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I had uh, my third wedding cancel this week. 
And um, gosh, we're starting this episode out on a high note. Um, oh, did you want to do follow up first, or you just want to? Oh, this you, is you quick. Wanna, this is you quick. Do some stories. This okay, is real quick. Story me uh, up. Wedding canceled. Uh, well, it's postponed without a postponement date in mind. And I call the bride up just to kind of follow up because it's been a week since we talked. I was just like, hey, just wanted to see, are we doing it this year? Are we doing it next? Uh, just didn't really get a firm grasp on what the plans were um, moving forward. And she's like, well, honestly, right now, uh, we're just working on us because he wants to wait till next year. I want to get married this year. And we and might just call the whole thing off, the whole relationship. But yeah, because we can't seem to come to terms with... A wedding should just be us in the middle of a forest with a, an officiant and a photographer. We don't need all these people. A photographer who is paid exceedingly well. <laughs> an officiant who's played, paid well, too. Maybe a videographer who's paid well and a live streamer mm -hmm. who's paid well. Um, yep. You know, the important thing is that everybody gets paid well. That's yeah, the most important I, thing. <laughs> yeah, I made sure we slid that in. Yep. But no, it was just like... I made me think and stop and wonder how, I mean, obviously I know this is super stressful for a lot of our brides. You know, no one's quite sure what is right and what is wrong and what is moral and what is not and ethical and so on and so forth. But I never stopped to wonder what kind of a strain this is putting on their relationship mm -hmm. um, as a whole. I mean, most grooms I assumed were just like, yeah, I'll do whatever you want to do. But, you know, some are like, no, we should wait. And others are like, you know, the other half is like, no, we should do it. And I had an interesting conversation with a wedding planner recently. And we were talking about um, people who like want to wait and get married and have like a quote unquote big party and people who would be more content with just eloping. And I've always assumed it would be more the guys who just want to elope or whatever. Because most of the guys at the weddings that I shoot, do not want to be there, it seems like. They don't want to have a big party. They don't want attention. They just want to get married. That's that's how mm -hmm. it's always seemed to me. Uh, and this planner is just saying, no, it's usually the the, the girls in, in those sorts of weddings, uh, you know, the typical... I hate everything I've just said, but mm -hmm. uh, it, it's typically the brides who are the ones who would be more willing to elope, and grooms are the ones who would be uh, more likely to want a big party and or whatever. So um, that's how it was for Jen and I when we got married. So it kind of made sense to me when I actually heard it out loud. But uh, yeah. You wanted the big party. You are the party boy. Steve Van Elk, yeah. party boy in the party USA. Yeah. Uh, Style Dustin. boy, Steve Van Elk. <laughs> I told Jen I'm an international model now because my selfies for the face mask thing were published on Petapixel and F-Stoppers. Does that make you an influencer? <laughs> so, Are so, you rolling in that residual Amazon money now? I am not. Uh, but, but, but people all over the world have now seen my face in a variety of masks modeling for them. So I'm technically I'm just, an international model now. Can we follow up on that? Honestly, Stephen, I'm a little disappointed in you. Oh, you want to follow um, up on the masks? That's what you yeah. want to follow up on. Yep, I'm following up on the mask talk because um, we haven't beat that horse to death. Mm -hmm. Why you didn't at least do one funny mask? Like I did. 
Mm, did you? I did. Yeah, it was the Schitt's Creek mask that said "Ew, David" and served no uh, purpose whatsoever. That was. You don't watch Schitt's enough. Creek. That's why you don't like it. That's why I would have done like a pair of dirty underwear or something, or like. Yeah, I don't want that a on my Jason face. Jason mask. No. Or. Oh, I see. I see. You're confusing this. Like, I wanted to write something that would be published internationally. Right. Um, that was. I wanted something that yeah. really represented our podcast. But it wasn't on our podcast. Doesn't matter. <laughs> it was anything it was on you my do, Stephen, reflects on us. <laughs> okay, okay, Dustin. Okay, uh, you take we, a poop in the got... woods. We take a poop in the woods. Oh gosh, more follow-up. Um, Dustin, do you remember the Copper Stallion Media Saga? Uh, you mean us? <laughs> not us. Oh my gosh, not us. <laughs> Thank you, Facebook, for that shit. Um, <laughs> Oh, their domain. What? So, Copperstallion Media. Um, turns out, turns out, in in more news about them, it's turns out they J. weren't just uh, terrible people to Justin Motney. The the checks Copperstallion Media used to pay employees have the same Las Vegas, Nevada address, linked to other companies owned by a man named Jesse J. Clark. Clark was arrested in 2013 for scamming 90 couples out of money for wedding videography they never received. He never paid the $500,000 owed to them and instead fled the state. So, so, Copper Stallion Media. Oh, wow. They were, they were terrible pieces of shit long before the thing with uh justin motney it's it's not like it was a bad situation that like they just responded terribly to they they are con artists they're literal con artists so aren't we all wow. a little bit steven yeah so it's whew. so uh, apparently this this man who runs it uh jesse j clark he jesse james jesse j <laughs> clark uh, he he owns a uh, different. He has different aliases and do- dozens of different companies that he uses. Um, and there are roughly thirty other businesses that he has used to scam people out of money for their weddings. Can you imagine being in that poor, poor man's shoes who just lost his bride, and he reaches out to try to get a refund, and he didn't know this at the time, but there's no way in hell he was ever getting a refund because he was never going to get the videography service to begin with, like. Jeez, jeez, yep. this this whole thing is just oh my gosh, it's like a house of cards. And, and but you come. would think that, but the house of cards actually already was blown over <laughs> earlier when he was arrested in 2013, and you know so, told he had to pay five hundred thousand and never did, and fled the state of Nevada. So how does somebody like this just set up shop in another state and start doing business? And scamming people again, like this is ridiculous. Hmm. I I concur, but it gives us hope, Steve. It gives us hope that if something ever, you know, shit hits the fan, we can we can move and we can reinvent ourselves and do it all over again. We could do it all over again. <sighs> as as a good friend of mine's hat once said, it just do it. <laughs> Just do it. Who's hat? Uh, Dustin, we got more news and follow up. Um, 
David J. What do you think about that dude, huh? Friend of, friend of the show, David nope. J. No, nope. no, we don't say that. We don't say that here, buddy. David no, J. That's J. Uh, David. I get the two yeah, mixed up. You J. Do. David. You do. And da- yeah. <laughs> you really, you really got to figure that it's out. An oops with an ah. You know what I mean? You twist them and turn mm-hmm. them. It all comes out water. Yeah, because Jay David is in charge of Sharon Shoot, the really good company <laughs> that helps people who I, who have shot I hope photos somebody to share starts them. To share and and, shoot. <laughs> I would love that. And Jay David that? also runs the photo sharing uh, site for, that you can use with your clients called SAP. So with two can S's we, at can the we front. Please do that. Can we please do that? Can we start a Facebook group called Share and Shoot? Jay David, make, you make can do whatever you mi- want over there, bud. <laughs> you can do whatever you want, Jay David. Make our mission statement a safe place for all. Oh, so David J is um, being talked about in a lot of different Facebook groups again because a lot of people haven't deleted their shoot and share accounts. They're still on pass, and people are upset about it because just, I appreciate your login. Just, though, just recently, pass. thank you. Just recently, David J posted to Facebook um, in response to what's going on in Portland with federal agents who are arresting protesters off the street and putting them in unmarked vehicles and then doing who knows what with them. Um, we don't really know what's going on there because it's it's fascism and it's terrible. But David J posted a. F- shared a thing saying federal agents take back portland streets enjoy and tifa got a spanking he shared that and he said sign me up i would pay one thousand dollars per night to go shoot tear gas at the yahoos in portland and he said the proceeds would go to the police he is a terrible human being so oh gosh Um, my, my only thing is i'm wondering if that's if that's real because I saw that going viral you were at wondering the beginning of the real? week, and I couldn't find it anywhere. Yeah, because he Granted, deleted it. With also, yeah, he only shared it with his friends. He didn't share it publicly. Um, um, if I had to guess, I would say it's definitely real because he's had other weird things like this come out before where he has said terrible things and wanted to do terrible. He's a bad person. He's a bad person. I don't like him. Look, look, I don't want to get into some sort of lawsuit where I'm sued for libel or slander. So I'm just going to say it's my personal opinion. I do not like this person. Everybody else can feel the way they do. And this this thing that I shared with you, this uh, screenshot, is just a screenshot that I found being passed around online. Uh, I don't know where it came from just, necessarily. It's just You're a right. crumpled note that I'm uh, not friends with David J. Online, us. I know, I know, it's gonna really blow a lot of people's minds to to think that I'm not friends with David J. Online, but but we love J. Uh, David. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anything J- else you want to J. Get David your chest? of the Sharon Shoe Group is super good good guy uh remember how i said a while back to you dustin that ian's not allowed to listen to wph uh i assume that was a given yeah Uh, jen let him listen jen let him listen it came out this week uh he said something about my podcast and how i use naughty words that he's not allowed to use on my podcast and i said how would you ever know that and he goes mom and me listen together nice big shout out to ian at steve's house (laughs) yes we gotta watch our language now oh yeah (laughs) oh Oh, yeah finally uh, steve's house turn the volume down headphones 
Ian at Steve's house, if you're still listening and your mom's letting you listen, you got a cool mom and you're a cool kid. Way to go, bud. You tricked but her. Dustin if is I'm still ever your around you friend. while this happens, I will murder you, though. Whoa. 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 That got dark, yeah. Uh, got dark Vince Don from our very own Facebook book group posted this because we had talked previously about the Profoto B10s working with iPhones. Mm-hmm. And he said on the trend uh, about shooting Profoto, with iPhones, iPhone? um, oh. Godox, 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 Godox. Yeah, Grody's. Um, <laughs> they already have an app that lets you sync up their flashes with your phone. Sounds like something they would have. So yeah, uh, obviously, Profoto specifically. Copied specifically, when we talked about this, you made the joke that Profoto had done this. So look out for Godox to do it next. Godox, I don't know how to pronounce it. And uh, apparently Godox actually did this one first and Profoto is actually copying them. So that is kind of funny and interesting. It's how good their mole is inside of Profoto that he was able to get the info to Godox before Profoto even was ready to release it. All right, Dustin, let's move on to our topics. Um, so, Dustin, did you, uh, did, you, did you shoot any weddings recently? Uh, yeah, Steve, I shoot weddings every weekend for the rest of my life. Did you mask up, buddy? Oh, I, did you mask up? I am a mask. I want to know if you're masking. You're masking? I, have you seen Jim Carrey's The Mask? That is me. <laughs> I put it on and it's like a party. Oh gosh, you know, you think about you think about the mask and you think about him putting on that mask and you know, P A R T Y because I gotta. Uh that dude is gonna have so much COVID as soon as he takes that mask off the next day, right? Mm. Right? Like he's mm. going around just like getting his face in everybody's face. Turns like, in turns yeah. into that puppy dog. Oh that's mm-hmm. that's a blast from the past. Not as old as Weekend at Bernie's, but the millennials listening, the younger millennials are like, who, who are these old people and what are they talking about? Oh, Dustin, I wanted oh, to you, talk to you about those weddings. Uh, how, did, how did it go wearing a mask, bud? Um, so I had higher hopes for this weekend than I did the previous weekend since we were all inside. Mm-hmm. Um, and I showed up and the first thing I showed up, uh, the the venue coordinator tells me, oh, by the way, our air conditioning isn't working. And um, so it's gonna be about 95 degrees inside and we don't have windows that open. And it's been like 95 degrees outside every day. So when she said 95 mm-hmm. degrees inside, she really meant like 110. Yeah. And it's it was, gonna be terrible. It was one of, like, I thought the barn wedding I did the weekend before was bad. Oh, and whoop, this was. Dude. Woof, barn weddings like, are the worst. That's what I thought, but at least with barn weddings, they had fans in every corner. They were sucking hot air out, blowing you know cool air in. This was like I was literally in an oven. I was baking, wearing a mask, trying not to die. I had a pregnant wife who was also wearing a mask who I wasn't even allowing her to shoot the reception because it was just, it was too much, too hot. But... We survived. We made it. We conquered. Um, I am looking for a mask to handle the heat better in. So if mm-hmm. anybody has any recommendations on that. Oh, what were you wearing? Uh, I just had a simple black um, like cloth mask. I don't know. Crin bought it. I'm not sure where she got it from. Mm-hmm. But um, 
Somebody recommended Under Armour is coming out with a uh, athletic mask. Yeah. So it's designed for people to play sports in yeah. while masked up. So hello, I was thinking if thinking if they can play sports in it, I can shoot a wedding in it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, how about you? No, I don't shoot anymore, bruh. I'm done with okay, that life. Perfect. Let's move on to Stranger Danger Sessions. <laughs> Oh, you you want to talk about Stranger Sessions? Well, I just assume this is your new pet project. This is what you're going to be promoting here recently. Um, it's where you oh. are trying to create herd immunity by pairing up a random stranger with someone who has COVID in a hopes that you can slowly spread the disease. Oh, I... Is that... Is that did, I get, did I get it all? No. no yeah, basically. Uh, I, I do not like stranger sessions i i never really have can we call Um, them stranger danger sessions when i first started seeing stranger sessions it was uh was photographers talking about how they didn't need a couple that was like in love with each other in order to make photographs that made it look like they were in love with each other and um see but i would make the argument that i've had couples who are in love with each other and it was very difficult to make photographs of them looking like they were in love with each other yes and so these photograph photographers were like originally posting this like look how great we are at photography we can even make people who've never met look like they're totally in love with each other and that originally just was upsetting to me because when I went on to almost every single like photographer's website who was like posting about stranger sessions with that in their marketing, it was always like, I'm a photojournalist who just captures what happens on the day. And it's like your stranger sessions are directly like undercutting like your marketing that you're doing here. Um, <laughs> if, if, mm-hmm. if, if, if your whole marketing for your wedding photography is built around the idea that you're capturing the the real love between two people who are getting married then you go out and say look i can take two strangers who have never met before and do the exact same thing i can fake it it's basically a great way to say i'm i'm not i'm not doing what i what i've marketed this this mm, these these photo shoots these photo shoots are no, no longer about the couple that i'm shooting the photo shoots are about me as a photographer so no, that's uh, it undercuts no. the, the entire value of that marketing nope. proposition. Negative. Of, yes, it does. Reading, you're, no, you're oh, reading it oh, all wrong, Steve. Oh, Steve, how am no. I reading it wrong? So what these photographers are trying to say is not that, oh, I'm a photojournalist. Like, I photograph love and I make love look real. Uh, these photojournalists are simply saying, I have the freaking power to make anyone fall in love. Yes. So, so what that's they're doing where I'm is they're taking next, these strangers. Dustin. That's where I'm I've going I've already next. fast forwarded no. past you. And they're taking these strangers and they are literally molding them into okay. love nuggets. So um, that's that's like the, the way stranger sessions have progressed now is they Stabbing are no longer like, look how arrow. great I am at photography i can even make strangers look like they're in love to now the new stranger sessions i'm seeing that are being posted are basically this is a blind date for these people and can i just go ahead and say like how how weird is it that as a photographer like you want to play high school newspaper matchmaker because like a blind date column is like something that i associate with high school newspapers not with like People out there doing professional work. Maybe that's just me, though. It's uh, it's more like an MTV reality show, you know? Uh, which, or like which an is ABC fine. hit show that is one of the most popular shows in yeah. the world. Yeah, so, I mean, I mean that involves that's, roses. If that's what you want to do, that's 
fine. Mm -hmm. That's fine for you. It's not something I want to do ever, but it's Mm -hmm. fine for you. But it gets like so weird because, (laughs) because right now we're in the middle of a pandemic and right now, Stranger sessions as matchmaking blind date like sort of things are taking off in a big way in a bunch of different Facebook groups online. And we're in the midst of a global pandemic where you're not supposed to be closer than six feet to anyone outside of your family unit. And here these photographers are who are like, yeah, well, I wear a mask to all my shoots because I care about my clients and I want them to be protected. But... I put together this styled shoot with two strangers who might who might be hooked up at the end of this because every one of these blog posts about a stranger session ends with mm, they're still texting or they're gonna go out again and see if the sparks continue to fly, which is why I mentioned the high school newspaper blind date thing earlier because that's what it sounds like. But uh, they're they're now pairing two people up who don't know each other, don't know where they came from, might both. <laughs> Both have COVID. Maybe one has COVID. Maybe neither has COVID. Who knows? Midst of a global pandemic. And they're like, come with me, strangers, into a field and make out. And let's let's just say even further stranger than that is the whole reality TV show aspect where it's like, come out on a first date and <laughs> I'm going to photograph the whole thing. And I'm going to push you to do things you would never do, like on a normal first date in public in the middle of a field. Like... You know, well, make out and grab, you know, each other's asses in front of this, this camera because I, I need these good pictures. And it's like mm-hmm. none of these people would do it. But ah, everything so, about Stranger Sessions is upsetting to me. But I understand I, it's OK with other people and they can do it if they want. I'm a grumpy old man. But also right now you shouldn't do it because we're in the midst of a pandemic and this is worse than porch sessions. Uh, I think it was uh, Anna Marie Ivanova. Yeah. <laughs> it's worse than porch sex, too. You know, uh, now that we're done talking about these stranger sessions, I want to talk about the porch porn. <laughs> porch porn. Yeah, that people are just or doing with strangers. PPP. <laughs> porch porn for photography. Yep. Um,. <laughs> So if you hear a photographer oh, in your area or on a Facebook group say, hey, I got a PPP, that's what they're talking about. That's, yeah, 100% what they're talking about. Um, but I was talking with uh, one of our listeners, Anna Marie Ivanova, and she was also talking about how awkward it gets sometimes because like one of the stranger sessions she saw recently, the people showed up and they were exes. <laughs> Another stranger session that she saw that went really viral recently. Turns out the man in the stranger session is still married. His wife and him are separated, not divorced yet. And so when this stranger session went viral, because it did, uh, it, they worked out their people, marriage nope. and they're still together. No, no. <laughs> this is one of those ones where it ends and it's like, this. We need happiness. This please. couple's still texting and they might get together. And uh, at the end of it, like the 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 guy's wife, still wife, se- person he separated from, was like posting to Facebook saying, hey, everyone, please stop pointing out to me that my husband is in these photos we're separated we're going through a a divorce it's not finalized yet but he can do whatever he wants i don't care just stop you know 
I thought she might say, where do I sign up for a stranger session? (laughs) And the guy also had to like get on there and be like, oh my gosh, please stop. And uh, it was just like a, it was like a big mess. And it was just like, like stranger sessions, you know, the people in it are doing whatever they want and that's fine. But I personally would not want to be a part of a stranger session because I don't want to be a part of, you know, spreading, (laughs) spreading COVID throughout my area i personally wouldn't want to be a part of pairing people up who i hadn't done like some sort of background check on to make sure that was another thing and i talked about was yeah what if you pair these two people up and one of them is like a stalker or you know something like that that's why now now you might be liable for them like sessions (laughs) so one of them is like an ex-con or something or maybe they're still in prison and i get them out just for the session Oh, there's so much wrong with what you just said. Um, you know, if if they're an ex-con, they've served their time and they should be rehabilitated back into society and we shouldn't hold anything against them, Dustin. So what you're perpetrating here them. is there's a still very a stranger. Bad stereotype. There's a hint of danger. The hint of danger doesn't come from the being an ex-convict though. Oh, you're telling me an ex-con doesn't come out a little harder, a little a little more dangerous. More, a little more chiseled. Oh my gosh! Just no, no. Just think about what you're saying right now. This is like a whole group of people. There's tons of people who are ex-cons. A lot of them get. There are a lot of people. A lot of cases where people have been locked up for really no reason at all. So just, just think about this for a second and maybe reconsider what you're talking about. Oh gosh, that's gonna have to get cut from this episode. Wow. (laughs) You can't treat people like this. Like, like what, Steve? I'm not allowed to put ex-cons into my stranger sessions now. Now you're you're eliminating them <laughs> no, from stranger sessions. taking them sessions. out of it? Yeah. Oh, Jeez. wow. So, so I don't like stranger biased. sessions. Um, I've made that quite clear in my grumpy old man ways. Dustin, do you like stranger sessions? Are you you all on board with this? Are you going to stranger them up? I'm all about shoving Cupid Arrow into people's hearts, Steve. I'm all about bringing love, love together. Is this why you show up to all of your shoots? Just completely naked except for a little diaper? And a little sash a little that said St. Cupid. sling over my shoulder and I just start shooting. No, I'm I'm notorious for trying to hook up people in the wedding party with other people. Oh, you're so you're notorious for making everybody uncomfortable and wish that they hadn't chosen you as their photographer? Um, booked three weddings at my last wedding. From people who you hooked up at the wedding? <laughs> yep. Because if it's not that, I don't want to hear about it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> booked three weddings and one was a set of twins that's not legal they can't marry each other they're they're not twins. each other i found guys for each of them at the wedding oh okay okay there we go one was the bride's brother oh gosh yeah here you Keep are you're family. just like all the people doing stranger sessions just want to be a little matchmaker okay maybe you should quit photography altogether and get in the matchmaker business i heard it's quite lucrative yeah, I don't like money, though. I prefer to live in the poverty. Uh, so, Dustin, we talked about the whole shoot and share controversy, and some people have mm-hmm. asked if we are going to talk about some other controversies with, like, Ooh. IG things Controversial? and uh, Facebook photography groups. So, Dustin, do we want to talk about any of that stuff? Because we can skip it. Uh, I mean, it's pretty old news. D- did we not talk about it already? No, no, we haven't talked about these already. Yes, I, I mean, I've talked about it with people. Yeah. You talked about Hustle and Flow already? 
I mean, yeah, I have. All right, explain it to me. Come on, I want to hear this. I mean, this was a month ago. I don't yeah. even remember what the controversy was involving now. Um, I just remember seeing them get... I A lot of people here in my community are big followers of them. I, really? I know nothing about them. And... Um, well, they were they were called out by people. several people that they were friends with. It was um, like a homophobic thing, wasn't it? For being homophobic and also racist, yeah. and uh, they put out like this fifteen minute video on Instagram that was like trying to apologize for that, but in apologizing, they really made like the whole situation more about themselves. Is what most people were saying. I think that's what I saw. I watched the apology video. Yeah. And so it went from being like this thing where it's like, we did a bad, like we did a bad thing. And we're trying to get better to like, look at us and pay attention to us. And also we're going to use this apology video to announce we're rebranding our company. So it was all like really, really weird. And it had this weird vibe to it. And it was like a hustle and flow is apparently like a, or was, I think now it's just hustle or something like that but it, it was um they lost their flow it was like a husband and wife educational team that taught people how to run facebook ads and instagram ads to better their business um hmm. and yeah a, apparently a lot of people were very upset with this um i looked through some of the comments when the video first came out and i saw multiple people saying things like who cares if they're homophobic who cares if they're racist they give out good content so who cares and that was a big big yikes for me but i mean that's essentially the stance for people who voted for donald trump in the last mm -hmm. election uh the, but there's just like some weird stuff i mean we talked about it a little bit in our own facebook group and uh i think i think one of the things that caught me like grab my attention the most about their video was the, uh, the, the, the woman in the video at one point in time said that, um, she was, she had just done like a 23 and me or something like that, a DNA finding thing. And she found out that she's part Spanish. So apparently she's not all white. And it was just like, does she not understand that Spanish is like Spain? It's a country in Europe. Europe. Yeah european country like with mostly mostly white people like being from spain doesn't mean you're not white like and so it's just one of those things where it's like i don't i don't think these people really understand what it is that they should be apologizing for but or anything they, like that don't they live in like new york city not that you can't have biased people in new york city but what does that mean? What does that have to do with any of it? I thought they lived in Florida just, or something. Oh, is it? I, yeah. I guess a few of the workshops I've seen people go to have been in New York City. Yes. So I just assumed they lived there. I just feel like people who live in New York City are around a lot more diversity and a lot more culture all the time around them. So they tend to be less biased. What does that have to do with anything, bud? <laughs> has nothing to do with anything. Just my thoughts and feelings. Okay. Okay. Okay, Dustin. Okay. Yeah. Oh. But they're from Florida, so it explains everything. Oh, gosh. So many of our <laughs> listeners are from Florida, and they're really great people. And wow. Oh, let's move on from there. Uh, do you want to know about the controversy that has sprung up with the Do More Photography Group? 
that one I've not heard anything about. So the Do More Photography Group is a it was like a husband and wife boudoir photography group, and um, basically a bunch of women who were in the group posted. Well, it started with like one woman in the group posted something about how the 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 husband of the husband and wife team had had his wife ask her to do a boudoir shoot at their um their like big educational gathering called camp and she agreed to do it thinking that it would be like both of them there but like they had never said that and then when she got there it was just him and the wife wasn't there and it really apparently the the way he shot the entire time made her feel incredibly uncomfortable and there were several times where she had said I don't want to do this thing that you're asking me to do and he would say something like, oh, well, why don't you uh, just do it? And instead of shooting like this way, that would make you uncomfortable. I'll shoot this other way. And so he'd get the like shot he told her he was going to get. And then he'd immediately like walk to the uh, where he had been and shoot the thing he had said he wanted to shoot anyway, you know. And so it made her really uncomfortable because she didn't respect his boundaries. And she just felt like he was breathing really heavy the whole time in a way. And he kept looking at his camera after he'd take shots for longer than she felt like it was normal or something like that. Um, and so it made her uncomfortable. And she felt like he crossed several lines with her. And then later, she felt like super uncomfortable but was still going to like more of their stuff apparently. And ran into him at their New York party and he was apparently drunk and said something to her about how he wanted to do another shoot with her and that he was disappointed she hadn't been showing off the photos he'd taken of her to everybody, which she hadn't shown off because she felt so violated by them, and that um, those were the best photos that had ever been taken of her. She should really be bragging about it and everything. And um, then continued on to say that uh, he wanted to do another shoot with her, but this time it would be erotic. And he was like, you already went full nude for me last time. So all you'd have to do is touch yourself this time. Um, and apparently she had never agreed to go full nude. She had only agreed to go like topless, but like he pressured her into going full nude at the boudoir shoot when it was happening. And so she posted the group about that. And then other people started sharing similar stories. Mm -hmm. And uh, the group kind of the 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 impulse apparently was one of the moderators it might have been the wife i'm not really certain deleted like those posts and then deleted like the comments and then they got called out for deleting posts and comments and um the group has since been archived and um they said going forward the husband was no longer a part of the group he'd no longer be shooting period um and he put out like an apology video saying he had no idea he made people uncomfortable during these shoots he feels terrible and he's not gonna do photography period anymore as a result um and wow eventually yeah and eventually they just archived the group because um people kept posting saying saying like they they thought it was really uh terrible what had happened and they couldn't believe you know that the the wife didn't know what the husband was doing and stuff like that so yeah, it's all it's all been archived now, so like you can't post there. I think you can still see old posts, but like you can't do anything with it. And um, oh, it just it just uh, it's it's really rough, man, for for people who were a part of that group and for people you know who may have been photographed who felt uncomfortable. Like, it's just really rough. So, 
Do you want to do you want to talk about some other stuff that uh something happy? Do we have anything happy? Do we have anything happy? Do we have oh, we do have something happy? Uh Dustin, the Sony A7S3 is launching on July 28th, still not here yet, but Sony did launch something that I think is going to make you real happy. Oh, Dustin, yeah? it's a wearable air conditioner. That's right. <laughs> That's right, bud. No, if you haven't clicked that link, click that link, baby. You said to me the other day you were looking for shirts that keep you cool at weddings. These Sony shirts are going to keep you real cool. They're going to cool you off the entire time you're wearing them. Outside, it's going to be 95 degrees. In your shirt, it's going to be 74. Ooh. Did you order one of these? No. (laughs) Did Canon put one out? I'm going to wait to see what Canon puts out, bud. Crin ordered a fan that goes around your neck. Have you seen those? Yeah, I see people wearing them at like uh, Disney and stuff back when you could still go to those sorts of places. <laughs> What's Disney, Steve? Tell me more. Um, yeah, so she ordered one for weddings. So we just having two wicked hot weddings one after another, I think has us both just kind of like fried. Mm-hmm. So are you going you gonna to get one of these? Uh, I need to find a cool mask first. I think if you found a cool shirt with air conditioning, you might not even need a cool mask anymore. You might be so cool everywhere a... else, you'd be okay with any mask. Uh, I'm just going to um, wear like an oxygen mask and carry like an oxygen tank behind me. And that's, I think, what I'm going to do. Yeah. Oh, speaking of cool masks, give me a sec. I can't. Steve Jobs so. has joined us, ladies and gentlemen. Steve Jobs has joined <laughs> I've been, us. I've been reading. I've been reading more about masks, and what Dustin's referring to is that I put on the cooling neck gator that I don't recommend people get. But uh, I want to show you two Mac ha- mask. I want to show you two mask hacks that are supposed to make your like surgical surgical your disposable surgical masks um, a little bit safer and keep more particles out. So like the surgical masks, the disposable ones. Um, as long as they're like the same grade as what they use in surgery, they reflect like 70% of particles that come at you. Um, the big problem is when you put them on, I'm going to have to take my headphones off so you can see this. The big problem is when you put them on, Dustin, you put them on just like this, right? And now, you know, you fit the little thing over, pull this down. But if you look on the sides here, Mm-hmm. And just give me like a thumbs up if you see that because I don't have my headphones on so I can't hear you. But if you look on the sides, you can see there's like a space there. And that's one of the reasons why it felt so breathable when I was shooting with these masks. So two mm-hmm. two Mac hacks. Hack. Two mask hacks. Jeez, I can't talk tonight. One. Take this mask, the surgical one. Fold it in half. Then you take the loops tie them pull that knot down to the end tie the other end feels like we're watching some Mission Impossible shit right now I think he's gonna pull a bunny out I hope you guys are watching that makes the mask a little bit tighter on the sides but you're not done yet bud because what that does is creates holes so what you do is you Flip it now around and you push the pleat to the inside. It's a walking taco. 
But now when you look at the mask on the front, it looks more like that. And Oh, uh-huh, that's perfect. Yeah. That's great, Steve. And when you put the mask on, there's much less holes on the side where stuff can get in. Now, you also look like an idiot. Makes the mask look a little bit weirder too, right? A, a little bit. A yeah, little bit, Definitely yeah. don't um, look like an idiot. Yes. So the other hack for these surgical masks is um, take a pair of pantyhose and you take the pantyhose and you put it over the mask. This holds the material closer to the side of your face so that not as many you particles breathe in. Got it. But I have a cooling neck gaiter, which is made of very similar material to a pantyhose. You just pull the cooling neck gator up, and now the mask is a lot closer to your face. And yeah, no, it does I look a little bit ridiculous. <laughs> You're laughing so hard. I'm just trying to picture you shooting but a wedding. That is like a way that. to potentially keep yourself a little bit safer while wearing one of these. And also barely be able to see your camera screen. It's, it's all about getting more, uh, keeping the mask tighter against your face so you're not... Um, what you if don't have you as took many holes because the surgical that, like disposable uh, three ply masks actually work a lot better than like cloth masks at keeping particles out and away from you. What if you took the fan neck thing that Corinne's getting yeah. and you turn the fans away from you so it's blowing the particles away from you all day constantly? Wait, what is this? <laughs> it's <laughs> it's like a thing that wraps around your neck like a pair of like Bluetooth headphones. But on the ends are these two little swivel fans. So this is what Corinne got to keep herself cooler. Yeah. And you're saying use that to blow air particles away from you. Away from you. Might be onto something here, Steve. Might be onto something there. Yeah. Um, Probably not. Probably not at all. But might be. Might be. Um, So both those two hacks that I just showed you, neither one has been like... um, peer reviewed in its studies but like the the thing with like the pantyhose or like the cooling neck gaiter putting that on over the surgical mask um took the surgical mask from being 70 percent efficient at keeping particles away from your mouth to being 90 percent efficient in a study that was done and then uh the thing where you just like flip it tie it and flip it um it looks very stupid and but it just creates less of a hole for like air particles to get in through the sides and stuff like that um it i couldn't find any studies saying like how much it reduced particle wise that you were exposed to but i mean the basic idea is you take your hole from being on the sides from being like you know an inch to like maybe a quarter of an inch on each side so it's supposed to make you a little bit safer so um you know it's all about having smaller holes yep um so dustin talking about tech news listener gowering bat sent this into us have you heard the bad bad news about the eos r5's overheating issues i have heard that, that people were concerned about it but i've also seen numerous youtube videos about people saying oh i shot this whole thing and didn't have a single overheating problem yeah so. i would guess that they probably have to say this is like our limits are 20 minutes or whatever just because that's like the, the 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 low end, the minimum end, and you can push past that and maybe be okay. But I'm I'm guessing they have to say like you can only get so much time out of it because uh, they're trying to play it safe. You know, they don't want a bunch of people mm-hmm. pushing these cameras real hard and uh, 
overheating and then they get a bunch of cameras sent back to them. But right. I'm not 100% certain about that. That would just be my but guess off the top okay. of my head. Steve, it's okay because Black Magic has answered the question that you were Ooh. that you were wanting. <sighs> you were like, should I get the EOS R5? Should I should I go with a better camera than I have this piece of junk 5D Mark IV? Should I go with the Black Magic camera system? Some of our listeners out there might be saying, Black Magic, what is this? It sounds, dare I say, magical? And yes, yes, listeners, it is magical. Steve, tell us a little bit about the new Black Magic camera. Tell us about how you're only going to have to shoot with a 10 millimeter lens now. Tell us about how that's you're a one lens pony now. Um, I wasn't ready to talk about any of that. What I wanted to talk about was the overheating issues <laughs> with the EOS R5. So boring, in, in 8K boring. raw, they say not to shoot more than uh, 20 minutes. In 8K, just normal, not raw, uh, they say not to shoot more than 20 minutes. In 4K, 60p, they're saying not to shoot more than 35 minutes. And in 4K, high quality, 30p oversampled, they're saying not to shoot more than 30 minutes. Um... The reason I wanted to talk about this is because I'm seeing a lot of people saying, well, this is basically worthless, then why would I ever get this? And all I can think is, who was shooting 8K? Who was shooting 8K? Because I see a lot of like wedding videographers complaining about this, and I don't know any wedding videographers who are shooting 8K. Most of them aren't shooting 4K still. Most of them shoot 4K for certain parts of the day, but for like speeches and toasts and the full ceremony, they go down to 1080 anyway. So I don't really know why people are so concerned about this. And the other thing is like 4K 60p or 4K 60p with it, you get 35 minutes. In 4K high quality, you get 30 minutes. And it's like the 5D Mark IVs and other cameras, they already had like a 30 minute, 35 minute cutoff anyway. So it's not like, it's not like what you're hearing here is you can't record like like you're going to be recording less than you did before like these time limits for 4K are basically consistent with how long you could record before so i just don't feel like it's as big of an issue as people are blowing it out to be and especially the 8K stuff like oh you only get 20 minutes who's shooting a 20 minute long shot in 8K who has that kind of space like canon didn't make this to compete with like people who are shooting on a film set all day long they're not thinking oh yeah they're going to use an EOS R5 to shoot the next like feature length film i just i don't understand what the the major concern is with this from especially like wedding videographers viewpoints like dustin do you have a camera that rolls for more than 30 minutes at any given time uh black magic okay you just want to get back to talking about black magic okay okay dustin okay Nobody cares about camera film times. All you want to do is turn this podcast into a tech podcast. Let's talk about video tech. It's everybody's favorite subject here on the Wedding Photo Hangover. It's Screw like you, stills. Except more it's of like them. It's like stills, but it moves. So the Blackmagic Ursa Mini Pro 12K. Basically, mm-hmm. Blackmagic looked at what Canon was putting out with an 8K camera, and they're like, "Screw that! Let's go- yeah. bump it up to 12K, baby. You know, let's <laughs> let's give the people what they want." They're like, "8K? That's for weenies." Yeah, 12K. Like, we want to make a camera that's gonna make. 
<laughs> we want to make a camera that's going to make Christopher Nolan give up his his uh, his ridiculous IMAX cameras. You know, you know, we yeah. we, we want Christopher Nolan on uh, Black Magic for the the Tenet sequel because Christopher Nolan does Less so many sequels. Than Ten thousand dollars. Is that movie out by the way? It's not out. Sorry, bud. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's gonna be. It's gonna come out it looks once so it good. can come out. That's all they're saying. He's not going to let it come to like Apple TV like some of the other. Well, uh, so what they're going to do is they're going to do like a limited rollout in areas where they can start showing it in theaters. So if you live in a place where there's not a lot of COVID cases and they're reopening your your county, your state, whatever, Tenet could come to you a lot sooner than it'll come to, I don't know, a big city like any big city because every big city is having much bigger problems with covid than other places so yeah and it's probably going to come to other countries first because other countries have dealt with covid a lot better than the u.s so it's going to be weird man it's like i want to see that movie so bad yeah well i don't even really know what it's about but the trailer (laughs) looks so good it looks so good it looks so good Oh man! So, so the so. has the or back to the Ursa Mini Pro 12K has 14 stops of dynamic range with a native ISO of 800. That is one area that the Black Magic falls apart. For those who don't know about these cameras, is their ISO is not designed to be like what us photographers think of when we think of these high ISO beasts that we get in our DSLRs. These cameras are definitely designed for cinema. They're designed for well-lit scenes. They're designed for, you know. Yeah, I, I see people using Black Magics to shoot weddings every once in a while. Usually, like the pocket cinema camera and uh, the sometimes the Ursa. Yeah, who who does that? Who does that? Definitely not listener to the show, Luke McBride. Yeah. Um, and most of the people who I see, and I don't know, I don't know what Luke does, but most of the people I see who shoot with the black magic during like the day and the ceremony and stuff will switch over to a Sony or a Canon, uh, for the reception footage. Um, because they're looking for something that can push the ISO a lot more for those situations. We just just light the reception. Yeah. Just light it up, baby. (laughs) We do. We do switch to Sony for dancing. Mm -hmm. That's what I was specifically talking about most people i know who have invested in the black magic cameras are bringing their own lights which uh if you are a videographer out there listening to this um i've worked with dustin he brings his own lights on when he does wedding videos i personally bring my own lights when i do wedding videos i don't understand videographers who don't bring their own lights i will say so we did we did wedding video this last saturday brought uh, <laughs> I brought a very, very bright light. I brought my Aperture 300D. Yeah. Um, for those of you that don't know, it's a very, very bright LED light. Um, and I, uh, so the bride and groom's head table was against a pane of windows. So I had it turned at full power to try and pull in some details from their backlitness. And I forgot to turn that thing down the whole reception. <laughs> so it was like, I just angled it to the dance floor once dancing started and I was really wasn't thinking. I was like, gosh, I'm getting such good light. It's like literally like having a window punched in the ceiling, <laughs> just shining perfectly 45 degree light at my dance at floor. At the all one night. person dancing. <laughs> yeah. And then so when we went to pack up to leave and I like turned the light off, everyone cheered. <laughs> I felt so bad. As you should. It was like all of a sudden they looked at the DJ like, did the DJ just lose power or something? And they're like, 
oh, that was a light from the videographer. And they were like, yeah. You know what my least favorite thing is as a wedding photographer? When we're doing like reception photos and stuff and there's videographers there with lights and the guests come up to us and are like, can you turn your lights off, please? Every time, every time they come to the photographers, every time they assume it's us and it's never us. We're like, we're popping flashes, baby. We're not using continuous. So sorry, that's the videographer. And then when they come up to the videographer, oh, I'm so sorry, that's the photographer's lights. See, as a and videographer back, or the like, photographer. Oh, must be the DJs. Yeah, as I was going to say, as a videographer and photographer, I feel like you have to work together. Always blame the DJ, right? <laughs> you haven't been working with him all day. You've only been working yeah, with him I, at the reception. And by the time I it almost, gets to the open dancing and people are asking to turn that light off, like it's late enough that the videographer doesn't have to worry about the audio feed that the DJ's giving him anymore. You're like, he's got the toasts already. He's got everything he needs. I almost punched the DJ. He was... He, don't get me wrong, great DJ, but um, he had like those blue and green LED like strobe lights above his system. Mm-hmm. And when we went to do cake cutting, he like flipped them on and like they were right in front of his DJ table. Like, so it was like green and blue smurfing them. And I'm like, I, I literally told the couple, don't cut your cake. And I went up to him and I said, you unplug those right now or else. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like, you know, pointed to my jacket like i was gonna whip out a knife and yeah how did dj take that he's like okay i'm always oh, like i'm so sorry i'll turn i'll you know i'll turn him off right now and then he knifed you in the back <laughs> no. and that's why this week's episode is late and then i and then i walked over and i just pushed over his light stand yeah okay dustin i wanted to talk yeah. about one more thing before we get into q a dustin have you heard this crazy story about a wedding in the columbus ohio area this story comes from a DJ named Byron Gunter, who typically a DJ would be the bane of our existence. But in this case, it's the photographer, in my opinion, who's the bane of our existence. So here's the story that uh, was posted in full. It's all over Reddit and Twitter and everywhere now. So I feel like a fair game to talk about here, right? Let me tell you guys a crazy story about one of our weddings yesterday getting shut down mid-wedding because of COVID, says Byron. So... One of my DJs posts in our group chat that the photographer told him the mother of the groom had a positive test for COVID. I don't think the mother of the groom was at the wedding, but the father of the groom and brother of the groom were there, and they were both exhibiting signs, coughing like crazy, etc. My DJ is understandably freaking the fuck out. So I tell him to go let someone at the venue know because something obviously needs to be done. He tells the venue coordinator, who had no idea, who then calls the venue owner, who then calls her attorney, who then says to shut that shit down. By this point, the ceremony had already happened and dad and brother had passed COVID on to God knows how many people. So my DJ gets on the mic and tells everyone to go home as nicely as he could. Photographer then wants to know how to use the house sound system because get this, the couple still wanted to do cake cutting and the first dance. From what I was told, mom tested on Tuesday. She got test results on Thursday. She then told everyone Friday night at 10 p.m., knowing full well that there were people with COVID, the bride and groom still decided to have the wedding. Unfucking real So then the photographer, who I think is a family friend, asked my DJ if she could call me yesterday at 7 p.m. right after we shut it down to talk about a do-over. Fuck that. I don't want to work with these people ever again. They knowingly put 150 plus people at risk because they were selfish enough to want to have their wedding. Hell no. 
The only good news out of all of this is that my DJ had very little contact with anyone other than the venue staff up until the shutdown point. So I'm really, 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 really hoping he's okay. I added in a few reallys because this is bullshit. I can't believe the photographer knew, the bride and groom knew, the family of the groom knew, and God knows how many others, wedding party, and no one said anything to the venue. It took our company to stand up and get that shit shut down. And if I get a bad review out of it, I will go to the goddamn TV stations. How utterly selfish can one be? This takes the damn cake, I think. A DJ from the Midwest. It was signed. <sighs> so I saw that in like a Midwest group with like the a DJ from the Midwest because they were trying to keep it anonymous at first. And then the guy went public and it's been spreading around. But holy crap, dude. Apparently, the photographer was probably like a family friend or something, which is why maybe the photographer didn't take it as seriously that, hey, we need to get these people out of here. They can't be doing the wedding. And also, maybe that's why the photographer called the DJ about a do-over instead of the couple calling the DJ about a do-over. But either way, dude, yeah, like... that's sort of an odd... Whew, man, that is just rough. <sighs> anything yep. like that happen to you at your wedding? <laughs> <laughs> No, not that I not that I know of, um, but it's definitely. I see. I think we're gonna get here in the next couple months, though. Where anytime you see someone sneeze or cough at a wedding, you're gonna be like leper, and you're gonna like throw them into the bathroom and lock the door. Um, we we went out to like a restaurant. It was like a we were seated outside, socially distanced, like ten feet away from every other table. You know. Uh, they were doing everything the way they are supposed to, according to the law. And Ian, like, had a moment where, like, he just, he, like, took something down the wrong hole. And he, like, coughed to try to get it back up. And the looks on people's faces at that restaurant, oh, yeah. oh my gosh. I mean, and a lot of it's subconscious. Like, I was uh, doing the senior session tonight, and the the uh, the senior's mom, like, um, sneezed. Mm -hmm. And... I like instinctually just backed away from her. Yeah. So, so, I mean, we already shared face mask hacks. Now that I saw this thing happen at the end, I want to share a dinner free dinner hack. So you just go, you eat like three quarters of your meal and then just start having a coughing fit and they will ask you to leave the restaurant and they will not ask you to pay for your food. They will just want to get you out as quickly as possible. Have you you want to make sure you do it at a time where there it might be like peak busyness. There's a lot of people in line. You just start coughing, coughing up a storm and just say, I don't know. I just, I feel really hot when they come up to you and they're, they're just going to be like, go home, sugar, go home. We'll we got you this. Right Meals on us. Yeah. Don't worry about it, buddy. You might even have people in the line who are like, I was going to get dessert. Him, I was so. going to get dessert. <laughs> Ah, uh, so it doesn't. Another got me one to try that. Another. Oh gosh, <laughs> going straight to hell if you try that. Another story I wanted to share. Uh, this came from a random Facebook group. It says, "I am not a wedding photographer, but I feel for y'all. A friend of my family's is getting married this weekend in Wisconsin, and it is known that the groom's side of the family all currently have COVID. They are asymptomatic and are all attending." They were all at the bridal shower a couple weeks ago. The mother of the bride got it at the shower, and they still haven't postponed it. It's freaking ridiculous. Be safe out there. That is... That is Terrifying. crazy. Yeah. 
Yeah, Wisconsin's actually going through like a, they're they're having a big uh, outbreak right now, um, and they think it's because they had like so many people in Wisconsin Dells for the Fourth of July, um, mm. and so like now people are starting to show symptoms. So Wisconsin is a kind of scary place to be. Indiana, we have like no cases right now. We're like absolutely <laughs> immune. Yeah, no, that's not true at all. But <laughs> oh gosh, Indiana is scary as well. Um, so I just wanted to share. There's one more. Uh, one of our listeners, Jesse Clewell, shared a story. She said she shot a wedding Friday. About thirty guests, one couple, both wearing masks in wedding party attire. She assumes she assumed they were just being cautious. Everyone is hugging their kid and telling them to take their masks off. As she's leaving, at the end of the night, she overhears them saying, just got the test results back. I'm negative, but I don't know about her. So it's the, the uh, one of the people of the couple talking about the other one there. And uh, they thought they had COVID, and they didn't tell anyone. And everyone cared more about uh, the guy not looking like a serial killer than they cared about not getting COVID from him. Oh... <sighs> There's never been a time in my life where I've wanted to get out of this business more. <laughs> people just don't give a shit about other people. They just don't. Well, that's not just our business. That's just that's all businesses. In but it's yeah. especially bad at weddings. Weddings are considered to be extremely risky, and it's like mask the f up, everyone. You know what? I've I'm not going to cut out any of the cusses cussing I did when reading off that guy's story. You cuss so mask the fuck up, everyone. Mask the fuck up. I think what it makes, what gets uncomfortable for me too is like, so we, we masked up at the last wedding we did and like we saw people we knew and they weren't wearing masks. And it's like, you get this like uncomfortable, like it's almost like we're being divided into two groups of people, like those who care and those who don't. And it's like a real weird place to be where it's like, like for example, Corinne and I, we went to we went furniture shopping yesterday, and we went to three different furniture stores. We wore masks. The kids even wore masks because we're trying to get them used to masks for school. So we're trying to make these little like 30, 45 minute errands where we just kind of like go walk around a place, try to see if they're going to keep them on, kind of thing. And um, and so we went to three stores. Two out of the three. The employees wore masks. Mm-hmm. As soon as we walked into the third and final store, um, where none of the employees had masks on, I immediately told Grant, I really don't feel comfortable buying anything from this store. Yeah. Dude, it's so weird, too, because it's like, let's say you go to a restaurant and, like, everything looks on the up and up from the outside. Every, all the tables are spaced apart. They have, like, tables that you can't sit at. Uh, the hostess is or host is wearing a mask. Um uh, you know, the servers are all wearing a mask that you can see you get seated and then like your server comes up and they're not wearing like a cloth mask or a disposable mask. They're instead wearing like a plastic mask, which I've seen recently that goes and it's like a piece of plastic that goes from one ear to the other ear. And then it has like a small plastic shield that goes up to cover the area of your mouth and nose and then comes down on the other side. So it's like you're wearing, uh, it, it's kind of like headgear is what it looks like. It's just like one tiny little piece of plastic going from ear to ear and then like a little plastic shield that covers your mouth and your nose. And that's it. And like it doesn't stay tight to the face at all. There's like a huge gap and it's just looking at it. It's just like, oh, oh, so I'm going to die if I get close to this person. That's all you can think every time because it doesn't do anything. Oh. <sighs> 
Oh, also, um, well, in so, the state of Indiana, that's all you have to have is just a face shield or face covering. It's not. Oh yeah, yeah. They, they're, they're getting required. Yeah. They're getting real liberal with the face shields because originally, like when they said face shields, it was like the face shields that you see like surgeons and stuff wear who are worried about splatter. And it's like that's mm-hmm. still not great. Like you can wear it's that, like what but you, you need wear, to wear when a mask. you hack a body up. Yeah, it's like you can wear that face shield, but you need to wear a mask underneath it because this is an airborne, you know, virus. Um, but. <laughs> These people are not even wearing that much. Like, it's literally, like, smaller than the size of your phone, the piece of plastic that covers their mouth and nose. It's utterly ridiculous. Um, but also, you know, just just quick note, because I published that thing about the mask and it went on Petapixel and F-Stoppers, just wanted to share. I've been getting uh, messages from people saying I'm a government shill, liberal cuck. Um, really? <laughs> that I'm, that I, uh, I'm promoting... Um, uh, a conspiracy theory. Um, so it's all good out there, wow. baby. And those are from ph- other photographers. So whew, yeah, good times, buddy. Good times. Oh, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> I think it's funny personally. It's good. It's good. I published that and it has like my name on it. Cause I like, if people were mad at Jen and like commented or DM'd her, that kind of stuff, like she might get upset about it. And like me, I see it. I'm just like, Oh, Oh, that's somebody I don't have to worry about in 14 to 21 days. <laughs> uh, sorry, terrible. that's a very bleak thing to say, that's but yes. Terrible. Uh, Let's answer some questions from the internet. Let's do some Q&A. Let's do some Q&A. But, but Steve. Kenzie Ray McMullen from our very own Facebook group asked the following. Anyone have a couple request that you don't wear a mask on their wedding day they said they are asking guests to not wear a mask to remain normalcy and ask if i was comfortable not wearing one too i'm immunocompromised so i already cringe when i show up to a wedding and no one is wearing a mask i'm going to wear a mask even though it's more protecting them than it's protecting me how would you handle this this is my current typed out response. I personally choose to wear a mask due to being immunocompromised and my team usually wears a mask to protect me since we are in close quarters all day. This helps so I don't get sick and contend and can attend all my couples days. Uh, this is how I would um, respond. Uh, I liked your response. It's probably like- my favorite. Oh, did I type something out in the Facebook group about this already? <laughs> yeah, it was great. I actually told it to Corinne because it was so good. Damn it, Dustin, what did I say? <laughs> I don't remember this. Oh, you think was... I remember what I type? <laughs> you think I yes, remember the jokes it... I make? You were like, oh, are you guys having a themed wedding? Is the theme death? Or no, it was, was the theme murder? Are you trying to murder your guests? <laughs> Something, something along those lines, but m- much wittier and well written. We'll just—I'll I'll pull it up so I can read it verbatim. Mm, oh, I said, look, this maybe isn't the best way to approach this, but ask the bride if she wants to be responsible for your death. Just get in there and ask if the theme of her wedding is murder. Sorry, but fuck this bride. I'm not. I'm not editing that bomb out of this one. If you want to drop a few too, so I don't feel so bad for doing it all episode. No, I like. I like you feeling bad. That's <sighs> my goal. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, Kenzie, you got to drop these people. Or, or well, what, what would you recommend, Dustin? Come on. Come on, Dustin, what would you recommend? Come on. How, how would you handle I, this one? I, I, really liked, I really liked your answer. Um, no, I just, I send them my counter, my counter um, addendum to my contract when they ask that I don't wear a mask. And I said, please say that's fine. Um, but my attorney and my insurance company require that you take out a billion dollar policy on the life of me and my team um, in the event of my fatal death. And I, I need you to, you know, pay for this. And, and then there's some, you know, li- liability that you have to sign away. And there's an additional fee. Oh, that's what you could do. You could charge a non-mask wearing fee. Oh, 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 I think I got it. I think I got it. I think this one's the real winner. This is the real banger. Dustin, here we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, uh, that all sounds great to me. Um, I just want you to know uh, there is an addendum we need to make to the contract if no one's wearing a mask. Um, It just says that when I die of COVID contracted at your wedding, that you forfeit the rights to all of your photos and legally they have to be destroyed. Um, You know, this just protects everybody and keeps everyone safe. And I just want to make sure that we're both on the same page here, that as your photographer and the person who you're paying money to, to provide you with photos, that when I fall into a coma after getting COVID and then eventually end up dying, you will not get those photos. Just just make it really clear to them that like what they're paying for is for you to die. They're paying for your death at this point. Yep. So you, so you send that. Right. And then they groom or bride emails back and says, great, send over the addendum. But just to be clear, will you still be posting sneak peeks that night? Oh, hell no. (laughs) (laughs) Let me see if I can cough a few sneak peeks out for you. (laughs) I just I just want to make sure that you're able to get those sneak peeks out before your initial demise. Kenzie, if you're out there and listening right now, um, just want to say I'm so sorry you have to deal with clients like this. This is a horrible, terrible situation, and fuck those clients. Um, I would drop I this know. wedding the if over- I could, if I were you, but I realize I don't yeah. know your financial situations or anything like that, See, so you that's might not the, be able to. So uh, the over the overwhelming response in the Facebook group to Kenzie was that she should drop this wedding like a hot potato. But I mean, that's the situation we're in right now as photographers is we're not all of us are getting that sweet, sweet unemployment money like everybody else. And we're not able to get that sweet, sweet PPP Look, I'm just, money. I'm just going to go out there and I'm, I'm going to put it on the record. Before you tell somebody else, drop that wedding. Just think to yourself, am I ready and willing to give them $100 in their GoFundMe when they say, hey, I can't pay my rent this month? That's $100, a $1,000 to their GoFundMe when they can't pay their rent this month. And if you can't do that for them, then keep your fucking mouth shut and don't tell them, hey, drop this wedding right now because you don't know what the financial situation is that they're in. You And yeah, yeah, the easy thing is to be like, uh, your life is worth more than any amount of money. And yeah, that is the easy thing to say, but we don't know the pressures that other people are facing that are on them mentally. And so... <sighs> I, you just, you can't just come out and like flat response, say that to people. So, oh man. That's why I liked your response. Is your wedding murder themed? (laughs) 
Like, should I be coming with tools and devices to murder other guests? <laughs> don't worry, I'm gonna bring my mask with a face shield <laughs> so I don't get spray back on me. I have a tube of Ebola. I have a tube of Ebola that I've been keeping for just this occasion that I was gonna oh, just oh, you're going the bring Ebola out route. At a mur- <laughs> I thought I thought we were going the Dexter route. We're gonna we're gonna bring a bunch of plastic wrap. I'm gonna have a mask, a face shield, and uh, you know, surgeon's gown and everything. I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll hack them up for you right at the wedding. Don't worry. <laughs> Were you hiring me to shoot the wedding or to dispose of the bodies? Is this a, is this a purge themed wedding? <laughs> Tessa from Miranda Facebook group says seeking advice. I got a call from her friend saying she's dropping all her weddings for the rest of the year to take care of her health, and she really needs coverage for the wedding this weekend. So I said, yeah, absolutely. I'm there. I'm in Washington State, so it's pretty strict guidelines right now. The bride cut her attendance from 250 to under 50, so I figured I'll double mask and keep my distance. Probably add some hand santy to my avocado smoothie that morning. Kidding, obviously. (laughs) Kidding, obviously. That was a joke. She says it. It'll be fine because they're taking it seriously. So I had my call with this bride finally, and it's a hot mess. They discovered since their venue is on tribal land, they can pretty much do whatever they want. Her fiancé is an anti-masker, but some people will still be wearing masks, they said. And the headcount has gone up to about 57 now from 50. But... The mom keeps adding people at the last minute now that they know they can have more. How do I approach this? I was under the impression it would be like 25 to 30 people. It's all outdoors, so taking all precautions, I have the high chance I'll be fine. But now I want to run. But also, can't morally do that for to her three days out after I said I'd take the sweating off her hands. But also... I feel like any anti-masker deserves what they get. Any of you anti-masker friend photographers out there that want this session this weekend, I'm at a pickle. Help Tessa out. <laughs> so, Stephen, have we done any research to see if there actually is an anti-masker photographers group? Um, They won't be around in a few months. But I'm ch- Doing the bleak jokes all night, baby. Just assuming everyone that doesn't wear a mask will die. Oh, not everyone, but a lot of them. Because if that if if because if that was true, then it would definitely become a democratic country by the end of the year. Don't don't make me promises you can't keep, buddy. (laughs) Oh, I'm just living. I'm trying to live in your reality. I don't want to get political, but. But But if you're still Republican after everything that's gone on the last four years. Oh, oh gosh. Don't at me, bros. Ah, how can we help Tessa out? (laughs) Oh, Tessa, Tessa, Tessa. Tessa, here's the good news. You don't have to worry about delivering these photos because they're all going to die. Boom. Boom. Honestly, Tessa, so this is something, you know, and we're going to get questions and see things like this over the next several weeks. But honestly, you have to protect yourself and do what's best for you and what makes you comfortable. And if it were me, I'm still going to shoot the wedding. I'm going to wear a mask. I'm going to do what's good for me. I probably would take 
some precautions like Steven was showing and demonstrating with his overexposed um, camera lighting so we couldn't see the Casper type thing he was wiggling in front of the camera. But um, but yeah, just take, you know, maybe get yourself a better mask just for situations such as this and um, stay away. Shoot with a 85 or, you know, a 200 millimeter. Yeah, Steve. Yeah, it was yeah, just out. held the mask up because of what you said, and it was overexposed. <sighs> the lighting's for my face, not for in front of my face. Sorry. Yeah, I expect better from you. But um, you could have yeah, told me I, while I was doing it. You didn't have your headphones me. on. Damn it! You could have been like, I, I was. Your arms I was made a sign. I was. I was uh, dictating your terrible decisions as you were doing it. Sorry so to cut you off, Dustin. Back. Yeah. But yeah, uh, you just got to, you know, do the wedding, be safe about the wedding, take all the precautions you can, shoot with a zoom lens, um, you know, share with the couple that you are concerned about COVID. And if this, if this is a, something that, you know, goes against their beliefs, um, then, you know, feel free to cut you loose and uh, keep, since it's three days out, I would assume you're paid in full. So uh, walk away. <laughs> And just remember, you don't have to worry about lawsuits or anything when they want that money back because they're not. No, moved masks. to Nevada. Yeah. Or, give, uh, yeah. Copper, wow. give Copper Stallion a call. Oh, gosh. Never thought we'd be saying do the Copper Stallion thing. Ah, That's we're still not. Going full circle. We're going still not. Full Sarah from Random Facebook Group says COVID special pricing, in quotations, also known as can I pay you less since I know small businesses like yours are struggling during this pandemic? So I'd like to take advantage of that and pay you less. Is there any way this could be interpreted differently? And she includes the uh, message she got with this and it says, thank you for the info. Are your rates current to what you have online or are there any COVID special package pricing? Yeah. I don't even know how to respond to that. Um, you know, you know, this is what I would say. There is a lot of COVID special package prices, pricing going on. I've seen it. I've had people contact me and say like, hey, uh, I know you're going to shoot photos at this wedding. Could we have Jen shoot the photos instead and you run a live stream? And uh, I did give my friend a better deal than I would have given somebody in non-COVID times because it was like, I can make more money off of this one wedding. Um that I wasn't expecting to make, but I know if I pushed it too far, I would just make the same amount of money and I wanted to make more money. So yeah, there is a lot of COVID special package pricing going on, but um, you know, my friend never would have asked for that and uh, nobody who asks for it should be given it. Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I think if says, somebody asked me that, yeah. I would think like, oh, actually due to COVID, we've been our wedding, um, the amount of weddings we're doing has been you know, dramatically reduced. Um, and we're making half the amount of money we would be making next year due to all the weddings, uh, from this year rescheduling. So, uh, we're actually doubling our prices for the rest of the year. Um, so if you think about it, it is kind of a special because you're, you're being special in helping us out financially, feed our families and cover our mortgages. Um, and we, we so greatly appreciate you taking advantage of this special opportunity to help us in this dire state we're in. So um, here's the contract. Sign it in your blood, and uh, we take payment in full. No deposits, just payment in full up front. Thanks. Yeah. Goodbye. I feel like, I feel like, I feel like if people are serious 
like so many are about how they don't want to see their favorite businesses go under during this time. Instead of looking for good deals from their favorite businesses, they should be walking in and saying, can I pay you double for a growler of that beer? Can I pay you double for your photography services? Get serious about keeping those people around. If you're somebody who has a job where you haven't had your hours cut, you haven't had your pay reduced, like you, you're flying fine and you know you're flying fine for a long time, yeah, get in there and just be like, can I can I double down on this payment? I want to make sure you stick around, babies. Oh, stick gosh, around. it's so it's so frustrating to see stuff like this. To <sighs> so, yeah, Sarah, that's that's 100 percent what's going on. They're asking if they can take advantage of you because of the pandemic, which a lot of shitty people will do. Thanks for listening Which to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover podcast. If you love the show, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you want to connect, we're at Wedding Photo Hangover on Instagram. Dustin, my man, is at Dustin underscore McKibben, and I'm at Stephen Van Elk. We have an awesome Facebook group you should join. Just search for Wedding Hangover. If you want more hot content head over to the Patreon by going to patreon.com slash WPH. And, you know, since we just recommended it, when you get to the Patreon to sign up for bonus content, like uh, Aldrich Mintz did a little while ago, uh, just ask if you can pay us double, just like you're hoping all your clients are not joking. (laughs) (laughs) But he's not. But he's not. Thanks for listening. We actually dropped our prices during COVID to try to help people out because... (laughs) COVID prices? Yeah, we got COVID prices, baby. (laughs) Nobody asked for it. I'm just giving it to them. But uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Your head is pounding your limbs because Dustin Dustin listens to the Patreon. Dustin doesn't even listen to the show we make together. Your limbs feel like dead weight and your tire being aches for the sweet embrace of death. That's right. Next week after you shoot another Another wedding. wedding. Hopefully. Hopefully. Hopefully not, dude. You don't want to die. Jeez. Uh, But I would like to pay my mortgage. Yeah. Ah, uh, Dustin, what it good, baby? Mommy, what it good? What it good? You been um, watching Old Guard? You told me you've been watching Old Guard. I haven't watched Old Guard. Are you gonna ruin it for me? Uh, nope. I loved it. I loved it. I want it to put out a sequel like tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm into that kind of stuff, like sort of like real with just a touch of fantasy. So, um, this is what I think Old Guard is, and you know, you can just tell me if I'm wrong. But it's like. So, like, maybe there's, like, this this hot-headed guard and, like, they just, like, keep getting in trouble because they're, like, too good. But, like, they're also kind of, like, you know, a bad boy, you know. Uh, and then there's, like, an older guard who's, like, been there for a very long time and uh, also sometimes gets in trouble but, like, in a, in a more respectful way, you know, that's, like, real cool. And then, like, the guard boss is, like, look – I'm going to pair you two up to try to equal each other out. Nobody wants to work with either one of you. So now like this like new hotshot guard and like this old guard get together and now they're like guarding together. And then like they got to crack like the biggest case ever. And then the old guard says something like, I'm getting too old for this shit. But like yeah. ever, all the time. And then they make like a bunch of other like old guard movies and like the old guard keeps popping back up and keeps saying I'm getting too old for this shit. And like maybe in like the second movie, like they, they blow up like his wife or his kids or something like that. You're pretty close. <laughs> it's it's actually about um, a retirement home um, starring Morgan Freeman 
where they used to be mall guards at mm-hmm. like a mall mm-hmm. and now they're in a retirement home together and they get sick and tired of the monotony of the jello and you know the mucinex oh yeah mucinex yeah. metamucil and um and then so yeah they, it's it's all about them breaking out of this retirement home Mm, that sounds good. I'd watch that. And then, and then Charlize Theron comes in with a sword, and she like breaks them out and frees them. And turns out they're, long story short, they're all immortal. Did you just ruin the movie for me? You just ruined it for me, didn't you? That's what I didn't actually say happens. whether Morgan Freeman lives or dies. I haven't said if. Mor- I was talking about Danny Glover and Mel Gibson and Lethal Weapon. What were you talking about? <laughs> I I don't know. It's that movie with Morgan Freeman where it's like a bunch of retired guys. Then they try to like practice. They want to like rob a bank, and so they. You know what I'm talking about? Where they like practice on a grocery store and they all get caught. I have no idea what you're talking about, but it sounds. It's great. like Alfred from the Batman. What's his name? He's in it. Oh, I think you're talking about yeah, Sam that guy. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Yes, Michael Caine is Master in it. Master Bruce, I'm going to go rob the grocery store, Master Bruce. Don't follow me. Is that what he says? <laughs> that's, that's a pretty good Michael Caine. But yeah. And Morgan Freeman's yeah. like, I don't know why. We're... Yeah, I can't do Morgan Freeman. Ah, voice of God, I can't do him. <sighs> I'm just not heavenly yep, enough. So he, I'm just not he heavenly enough. in this movie and he becomes God. And then Bruce Almighty is the sequel. Bruce Almighty is the sequel of Jim Carrey, and Evan Almighty is the sequel sequel. The treequel, as we call it. The or some people call it the squeakquel, because there are chipmunks in Evan Almighty. Squeakquel. I think um, we need to call it quits tonight. Good night. Uh, but I did, I did just start watching Zac Efron's... Good night, Dustin. Good night, Dustin. Good night, Dustin. Down to Earth. Good night, Dustin. We can talk about that another time. Good night. Love you. Bye. Gotta work. Bye. Let me see if I can cough a few sneak peeks out for you. <laughs> Wedding Photo Hangover was edited this week by Steve Van Elk of Bespoke Tone. Go to Bespoke Tone for all of your photo, video, and audio editing needs.